Today I'm speaking with Sunil Bok. She is the author of Living Through Double Ds, Double Ds being depression and divorce. And today we're sharing our stories in the hope that uh, if you are going through something like this yourself, you'll be able to understand that you're not going through this alone and that there is some there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, I have a friend, actually a new friend of mine that we just got connected just recently, uh, and uh, she has written a book called Living in Double Ds. <laughs> and the double Ds may not be exactly what you think they are, uh, but the reason I asked Sunil to be on the podcast is so um, because I know that her story is is uh, a challenge and things that a lot of us women go through. So, Sunil, welcome to the podcast. How are you, darling? <laughs> Thank you so much. It's an honour and privilege to be here with you to share. So thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah, doing well. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, the the, the, the name of your book is uh, Living in Double Ds. So uh, what are your double Ds? Yeah, so the, the book title, Living um, with Double Ds, Surviving Depression and Divorce. And so the double Ds really have to do with my personal life experience with um, some depression and then also um, going through a divorce. And those things happen relatively close within um, within about six months of each other. Things kind of went topsy-turvy in my life. So I share my personal testimonial, I guess um, I would call it in the booklet. So yeah, so depression so, and divorce. So what came first, the depression or the divorce? Well, I would probably say um, the depression started uh, probably right around the time that the marriage was starting to fall apart. So I wouldn't say they were exactly like parallel, but um, they they kind of started around then. And, you know, to be quite honest, I can actually trace back the depression um, many, many years earlier. It's kind of interesting uh, after my first child, I went through some postpartum depression. Um, and then prior to that, I was in graduate school and I experienced some, um, you know, a clinical diagnosis of depression. And um, so I have a history of kind of ebbing and flowing in and out of, um, you know, some clinical depression. And then some times in my life that were just quite tumultuous and I felt very down. Mm-hmm. And then so. At this point, I would again say that the depression probably started as I realized things were starting to um, go topsy-turvy in my marriage. So, yeah, yeah. And so how did that influence that whole transition, um, you know, from being married to being separated? Right. So the the depression itself, like I said, having a, a previous medical history of some depression at various points in my life, 
Um, I think there were some undertones there of worthiness, of, um, you know, really being very critical of myself and almost um, some perfectionism. And it was kind of interesting, too, because that perfectionism uh, kind of was also along with it. There was some apathy. Right. Because I I realized, oh, I, I really want to be able to do this the right way, get it done. Um, and if I couldn't, then there was this apathy that kind of set in. And it made me feel like, well, I'm not going to be able to do it that way anyway. I'm almost, I'm no good, no good at that. Or it's just not going to turn out the way that I, um, that I really wanted to turn out. And so that caused me to kind of sink even lower. <laughs> so again, what I tried at, when I found out things were starting to go haywire in the marriage, I was, I was a little shocked. And my ex-husband just thought, you know, how can you be shocked? You knew this was happening. And that made me feel even worse. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> and then I started to think, oh, how, how did I not see this? And so, um, and then I was also working uh, many, many hours uh, as an athletic trainer. And uh, I remember seeing, I remember going to a volleyball game. I was teaching full-time at the college and also uh, covering sporting events. So it was, it was probably more like, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. Uh, and also I had two young ones, two two young boys. And uh, so our family, on the outside looking in, we were kind of like that perfect family, you know, two professors, 2.5, yet two kids and the dog, you know, beautiful lab, golden lab, lab. And so um, it looked perfect. It looked good. But in the inside, we were, there, it was tumultuous. There was a lot of turmoil due to um, we we're purchasing a new home. And navigating different finances is very different than what we had had before. Um, we had lived on campus and it was just a different dynamic before. And then all of a sudden we moved to a new home. We have these two young children. And, um, you know, my ex-husband at the time was going through his doctoral program and I had started and stopped the doctoral program. And so there was all these different dynamics going on. Um, and still being very ambitious, you know, I also at that time um, had started a nonprofit. So I always had this goal of being a service in the community. And so that's where the nonprofit started. But I think looking back on it, all of these different things kind of played a role in our lack of communication, maybe, right. um, you know, that communication would have been so important. And now we can look back on it. We have an um, amicable you know, relationship now. So we can kind of look back on that. And, you know, we're very blessed. Our youngest is a senior in high school. We had two boys. The oldest is almost 21 and the youngest is 18. And so, you know, we were able to co-parent and work together on this side of it. But when we were going through it, it was awful. It was horrible. It was probably one of the most horrible experiences. Um, you know, I probably say right up there with my mother and father passing because <laughs> right. it was just, it was, it was so awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think what I see similar with your story and my stories, uh, and I was just, you know, I, I was recording a podcast just earlier about relationship and keeping the passion alive in a relationship. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, at, at my marriage, you know, we were together 20 years and towards the end, we weren't even intimate with each other anymore. 
And when you mm-hmm. stop doing that, you stop being affectionate and then you just go to dinner and you've got nothing to say to each other. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, crazy. And I said, but when we told all our friends that we were separating, everyone was shocked. Mm-hmm. So, um, and because they're like, but you guys look like the perfect couple. Like, you know, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure that there are many people that are listening to this podcast are going, yeah, people to look from the outside at my family or me or my life go, oh, you've got everything. You've got everything that you want, but we have all this inner turmoil that we're going through. And I was yes. so unhappy and I was blaming Glenn and I was just, you know, it was all, you know, all of that happening. But what was, what I did, what I realized is that I was really good at the facade. Mm-hmm you know, putting up the thing like everything's okay, everything's okay. But I did it so much that I was actually doing it to myself as well. Mm. You know, I didn't want yeah. anyone to see behind that facade and I didn't look there myself either. Mm-hmm. I was just in this negative vortex of I'm not happy, I'm not happy, it's all his fault. And, of mm. course, you know, we I, I since learned <laughs> uh, and really got that lesson hard uh, when I lost my scapegoat um, that happiness is my own responsibility. Yes, yes, you know? yes, and that's beautifully said. And it was it's interesting that you bring up the self awareness that you had even in the midst of it that you didn't want to look inward to see um, behind the facade. Like you you even had the facade up for yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until my husband said, well, you knew this wasn't working. Like you knew this was happening. Like you knew I was probably seeing someone else. I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? And, you know, looking back, I guess, hindsight, maybe somewhat 2020, maybe there was some level that I suspected or I kind of thought maybe, but then I didn't want to believe that. I did not. I did. I wanted to live up to that everything is good. Everything is okay. It's fine. You know, we're okay. Um, but on so many levels, I was, I wasn't happy. It was working a lot, you know, almost too much and try to, I was spreading myself pretty thin. Um, so it was, it was challenging, but I just thought that's what you did. I think, you know, especially at that age too, I thought, well, you have to work hard in your job. You have to take care of your family. You have to do all these things. And, and the word balance was not in my vocabulary. It was just not part of my vocabulary back then. You just had to do what you needed to do to, to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, and that successful had you know six figures or you know having a certain title. So all of those things, you know, I thought that's what I needed to do. Um, yeah, and it's a sacrifice. Yeah, I know. Well, so my ex-husband and I worked together. We actually still work together, but um, and we still have the business together. But uh, when he, because he did meet somebody else as well, uh, mm-hmm. and initially my thought was, oh, thank goodness, that <laughs> 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 was kind of relieved. I'm like, oh, good. He's met someone else. Someone else will get to look after him. He's going to be okay. This is fantastic, you know. Uh, and even though I was, you know, happy for it to be over because I was so unhappy myself, mm. I still went through, um, you know, those periods of like, yes, I'm upset and I'm mourning what I've, what we've lost, you know, because we right. had this life together. Um, and uh, and I honestly thought, I thought, I don't even know who I am without him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first thing is like, oh, my God, it's been Glenn and Natalie for 20 years, like, you know, in, in so many different situations and this wild adventure that we had. I'm like, who am I without him? You know, and, and I think that's what started my journey. And after a few days, I'm like, well, wait a minute, who do I want to be? Because I can reinvent myself. And I ended up 
you know, basically going back to the original version of who I was. Um, mm. But what was that journey like for you? Because, I, I mean, I didn't have children. So, you know, all mm. we had together was the business and we made a commitment to to making sure that the business, you know, was sustainable and we could keep going. But with children, there's a whole different story. Yeah, you know, it was, it's very interesting you say that because I think for all of us, I remember us, I really strongly encouraged my ex-husband. I said, why don't we try counseling? Well, initially he wouldn't have any of it. You know, we don't need that. I don't want it. But after a little bit, he agreed and went. And one of the counselors, we, um, a counselor that we had met with said that, you know, when you separate in a divorce, it's kind of like trying to tear gene material apart. You take a pair of jeans and not at the seams, just try to rip it apart, like in the middle of the fabric. And you know how hard that is to do. And even if you're successful, once you are successful, it's jagged. It's not like a clean rip. You know, there's these jagged edges to that. And that may, it, it really resonated with me because that's what it's like when you divorce. Um, and in our, in our marriage, the, we were together almost 13 years. And I'd say the first, yeah, probably about 10 years was pretty doggone good. <laughs> and so... It was really very, very challenging. And we met relatively young. So we had college friends, you know, um, even some of his high school, my high school friends, they all knew about us. Like he said, we were just that kind of a model couple, right? And so, um, so when we separated, it was really challenging. And I think for my ex-husband, it was even more challenging for him to be apart from our boys because he's a great father. He's a really good father. And that he was very broken up when I moved to another city, just two hours away. It wasn't that far, but far enough where, I mean, he just cried like a baby. Here's this six, four, you know, almost, you know, 250 plus man and crying like a little baby because he did not want to be that far away from his children. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was things like that, that it was very challenging Um but we, we made it work. And I remember we were both in a financial kind of crisis after the divorce. And, you know, my friends thought I was a little crazy because that two hour road trip for him, you know, one time it was challenging, you know, to find like, um, you know, a, a lodging. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, I'll go to a friend's house. You stay at my apartment with the boys. Now our boys don't have to leave. Um, they can stay there. You can be there with them. And it can still feel like a you know, some semblance of a family for for our children. So we were able to co-parent like that. Like I said, some of my family and friends were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> How did you do that?" You know. But there was just something in me that it felt like that's what we needed to do. We had to put our differences kind of aside. And I'll tell you, it it it, it turned a switch for him. Like it kind of flipped a switch for him because the kinder. I was in that situation. And I mean, true love. Like I had to really go into my heart. I hadn't forgiven all the way just yet, but there was that sense of love and forgiveness that I was working on. And by demonstrating that, I I started to see that being returned. I started to see his anger um, toward maybe me, but also just our life circumstance, financials. You know, we had just built a beautiful home together. You know, all of those things you know, I started to see him beginning to soften and starting to look at what's really important here. So I think that demonstration of love made a big difference in our relationship. 
Um, and part of that I talk about in the book too. Part of the way that I came to that is through meditation and prayer. You know, lots of prayer and then later on down the road, meditation too. So. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I've got mine and Glenn's uh, commitment to each other as well. Mm-hmm. Always maintain our level of, of love, respect, and commitment, you know, yeah. um, and to ourselves, to each other, to the business, you know, it, for, for us it was it was always that, um, mm-hmm. which has helped us to, you know, like I said, this is, what, nine years later, still business partners, still friends, it's all it's all good. Um, but, it, it you know, you kind of have to make that commitment. We discuss all different kinds of emotions on the show, but there's one in particular that can have a deep and negative effect on the body and your mind, and that's fear. Fear is what prevents us from using love and our intuition as a stepping stone for growth. And because it's such a powerful emotion, it's important to be able to harness the tools to ditch it altogether. So if you head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash mini guide, you'll receive a step-by-step formula for not just understanding fear, but understanding why it shows up and how to release it, and it's absolutely free. The 10 steps in this free guide are exactly what successful people use to ditch fear and anxiety right in its tracks. So if you too would like to know how, then go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash mini guide to access the guide now. So mm-hmm. what was what was some of the bigger lessons that you learned from that time? What's something that, you know, you go, okay, uh, even though divorce is never an awesome situation, you know, what's right. the positive that you garner from from going through that experience? Yeah, you know how people, there's like a cliche or saying, I'm not sure who said it, but what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm. Um, I really felt like that. I wouldn't wish divorce on anyone because like you said, it's very, very challenging, especially if that's, I don't think anyone gets married to get divorced, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's some shady stuff going on, I don't know. <laughs> but most people who, go, who enter into a union of marriage you know, they don't do that expecting to divorce. And so that's really, it's just very, very challenging. Um, one of the big things that I say I garnered or learned or, you know, grateful to God that I came to is the act of forgiveness. And, you know, that's, that's over time. It wasn't like I forgave him or I forgave her or I forgave myself um, or I forgave God. Like, how can this happen to us? you know, all in one instance. And it, it took time. So our divorce was final in 2012. So that's almost 10 years. I think it'll be 10 years, um, you know, some pretty soon. And so, but that took time. You know, it was even five years. I think I shared this with you uh, a little bit ago. It was actually about five years after the divorce that I was in a meditation and it was a guided meditation. Um, and it, guided us through love, a love practice, and then also a forgiveness practice. And I had us think of someone that we may want to, you know, we have an ought against or that have, they have hurt us or there's some hurt in that relationship. And, you know, I'm just sitting on my back in meditation. And that was my ex-husband and his wife um, came into my head. And I thought, oh my gosh, where is that coming from? And here there was still some forgiveness that I needed to extend. And then the third person that popped up was myself, you know? So that forgiveness, I think, happens over time. It's a process. And so I think maybe knowing that can be helpful for individuals who are going through 
really tough obstacles is that each day that passes, there may be a little bit more forgiveness. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. It doesn't have to necessarily happen all at once. That's great if it can. However, for most of us, it may be more of a process. Yeah. Yeah. My, when I, my marriage was over, I was like, okay, what was my role in this? Like, Mm. I need to figure out what my role was in this. You know, I know that it wasn't all, all Glenn and and especially when I, you know, had no one else to blame. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Don't look at myself right now. (laughs) And part of that was really being honest about some of my triggers and some of my uh, programs that would come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when I really did a lot of work on myself, um, I realized like my deep core wound is abandonment. You know, my Mm -hmm. mother left when I was three. So, um, and I wasn't really aware of that. It wasn't until I actually sought out and did some, you know, did the Hoffman process and some other uh, programs to really kind of get to the core of, you know, why I was acting the way that I was because Mm. I I know I could have acted differently. I know I could have done more to, you know, possibly save the relationship, but I didn't want to. And I'm like, "Mm, why don't I want to? Why why don't I want to do that? So that was like something that I'm like, like, I really want to get to the bottom of what that is. So did you have any realizations like that from, you know, when you kind of navigated through this? Yes, yes, I did. And it's so powerful when you can step into that space of self-reflection and healing. Um, and I guess I could probably say healing and then self-reflection <laughs> because it's, it, it is easier to blame for probably the first couple of years, you know, I could say, oh, he had an affair, you know, he cheated, it was infidelity. And then, um, you know, I started to, I had done that before. I had looked at my role, you know, I had at least asked that question but I didn't really dive deep into it until a couple of years, maybe afterwards. And I really started to, and it actually probably happened right around the time that I realized I was starting to date and I was kind of bringing individuals into my life that had similar characteristics. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Uh, I think when that started to happen, I did take a little deeper dive into what is my role here and really uh, looking at healing. And then doing things that were um, it, it really just kind of went back to healing from myself. It was a lot of self-work. You know, I started listening to individuals like yourself, uh, your podcast or your videos. I started watching those quite a bit, as well as um, Louise Hayes, um, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, I started listening to these uh, spiritual leaders uh, and you all really helped me to understand, again, like, what's my role? What am I doing? What do I really want? And I love those four soul questions. You know, who am I? You know, what do I want? What is my purpose? And what am I grateful for? You know, that fourth one I'm, is just immediate joy. Because if we can focus on gratitude, too, it just brings us right back to love and joy. Yeah. So I started to really take a deep dive into my own personal transformation, if you will, my own healing, my own self-reflection, and what's my role? Because I also started to learn that we create, that was powerful. Like, wait a minute, what do you mean I create? How did I, you know, how did I manifest or create something? I started to realize how we do begin to attract these things into our, um, into our experience. And so all of those things are really powerful lessons for me. Um, 
Yeah. So that's kind of what happened for me. <laughs> well, that's, and, and you bring up a really good point because what I've re- remembered from you saying that is that my realization about my abandonment wound didn't come up or I wasn't aware of it until I was in another relationship. Yeah, this is years down the track and uh, and all these things going up. I'm like, whoa. But sometimes you don't know what these things are until you're in another relationship because it's the right. relationship itself that's the catalyst to help it come to the surface so that you can heal it. Um, yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. So, you know, yes, I'm thinking I want to be all fixed and perfect, ready for the next relationship. But, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, that's probably not going to happen because <laughs> there's right. always another right. layer. There's always yes. something else that we can um, uncover. And sometimes being in those, you know, in the dating world or, or, you know, in another relationship so that that comes to the surface helps you to uh, to understand what that is and to be able to heal it. Because I didn't have anything else to compare it to, like, you mm-hmm. know, before Glenn, oh, my God, I can't even remember any of those relationships. <laughs> way too long ago <laughs> so it took the catalyst of something new to, to help that come to the surface so yeah, yeah. well and one thing I want to um you know just kind of you know share with your audience too is that now I'm remarried right and so I'm really excited and it was that didn't happen it was one of those a cliche type of stories too where I said okay God I'm done I was in a three and a half year relationship with a person who we just had different goals and different wanted different outcomes. And so I finally, I told that person, like, you know, clearly you want to go this direction and I'm going a different direction. So maybe we should just kind of part ways, you know, kind of good riddance. And after I really let that go, it was literally two weeks later that I was introduced. So I didn't go, I didn't go out looking. (laughs) I was introduced to my, um, to my husband. And even now, like in our relationship, we've been married, um, two, three years. Yeah. Three years, almost four years. (laughs) And so, but even now, like we had a little tip the other night, yesterday, actually. And I said, you can feel that you can feel that. So, you know, if you're in a relationship and you have a tip of some sort, just know that that other person probably knows whatever type of energy, you know, they probably can pick that up. And what happened was he had said something that perturbed me, but I wanted to process it myself before I said something to him. So I asked questions like, no, why does that even bother you? You know, what was, what's the big deal that he said that? Like, why, why are you upset about that? So I didn't say anything. And then today he came to me and said, you're, you're in a little, we were hugging in the kitchen and kind of kissing each other. He said, you're in a little better mood today. And I said, well, you called me this yesterday. He said, I did. I don't even remember saying that. I said that. And I said, yes, you did. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. He's like, no, I'm sorry that you're sorry. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> but, but we were able to address that right then. And, but I took some time to process it, but he brought it to me and said, you know what, there was something off, you know, he said, you were in a better mood today than you were yesterday, but he was able to pick up that energy. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a crucial point in our relationships. Um, sometimes we don't have to necessarily, I would encourage you to say something because communication is important, but how we say that, how we react, um, and, and in my relationship, the fact that, you know, he could pick up that energy, um, that, that meant something to me, you know, as we're progressing in our relationship. Yeah. 
Well, it gets better all the time. And the yeah. good thing about having relationships at this time of our life is that we've been through it. Like, you know, we, we are willing to, to, to speak up. And it may be a little in the beginning figuring out how to speak up in a way that's not confrontational or not triggering for our partner or whatever that is. Um, but, you know, but we have the, you know, the courage to do that now because we go, well, yeah. I know what happens when I don't do it. So, <laughs> Right. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Now, it has been so awesome um, chatting with you today and, and sharing this experience. And, and, you know, part of the reason that I started this podcast is so that we could open up conversations like this. Because, you know, when we go through things like depression and divorce, often mm-hmm. we feel like we're the only ones. Yeah. And we can exactly. feel very isolated and alone. So uh, I want to thank you for sharing your your uh, experience with My us. My pleasure. Thank and do you, you have a website or something where people can, you know, reach out to you or where they can get the book? Sure. So the book is available on Amazon as well as um, just about any online bookstore. Um, but Amazon is probably the uh, the quickest way to kind of get to it. And it's Living with Double Ds, Surviving Depression and Divorce. And you can reach me at sanelbach at yahoo.com. Again, that's sanelbach at yahoo.com. Great. We'll make sure that's all in the show notes as well. So thanks again, darling. It's such a great pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different.